Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of The Sharon Tapes is made possible by our backers on Seed & Spark. Maya Jimenez, NeilDesArt.com, Carol Wood, and Ashley Wiegand. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $5 a month, you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains depictions of memory loss and dementia, drug use, loss and grief, and implied homophobia. Content warnings and a full transcript are available in the show notes. Oh, hi. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Don't bother. It's fine. If there was ever a day for smoking weed. Then it's at Dad's funeral? Something like that. <sighs> Thanks for being cool about this. Of course. Did you see Tyler's new hair? I can't believe he dyed it purple of all colors. At least I'm not the only weird one in the family anymore. It looks good. I know, right? Do you think that's his grief? Purple colored grief. Sometimes people grieve in weird ways. He keeps telling everyone that dad was his favorite uncle. Yeah, that sounds like him. But purple hair dye? Right before the funeral? I know it looks great on him, but... Maybe he's just being himself. Yeah. I think grief... It makes it more important not to hide yourself. You don't have the energy to keep who you really are hidden. It's like... A relief, kinda. I miss Dad. Yeah. Did you see Mom in there? Yeah. She was talking with Pastor Marlin when I left. I don't think she's going anywhere. I'm worried about her. I don't know if... if she's as willing to be herself in her grief. I'm afraid she's just going to disappear inside herself. Yeah. I mean... What do you think? Well, you know, Mom and me, when you say you're afraid she's going to disappear, I guess it feels like I don't even know who she is anyway. She's just been kind of, I don't know, angry my whole life. That's the only version of her she lets me see. You know, I really don't get why Mom always gives you a harder time than me. It's not fair. Thanks. I could never imagine 
treating a daughter the way mom treated you. I really can't. Could I... Uh, could I get a drag of that? Catherine Sheridan? <laughs> Probably won't hurt, and I'm not quite feeling up to going back in there sober. Bombs away, sis. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> You're not doing so bad yourself. Thanks. <laughs> Maybe I'll lean into a new version of me, too. And I hope mom finally does what she's always wanted. Whatever that is. Sam Bailey, Personal Investigation, February 8th, 2020 at 4.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's been a long travel day, but we're finally in Iowa, just outside Des Moines proper. Uh, Ned and Ren are helping me search for the well, and we figured that the elementary school Anna and Kate attended is the best place to start. Kate is still currently only half remembering everything to do with Amy and the well. Between that and the fresh leg wound, we decided it would probably be best if she didn't come along. Besides, she said she had some family matters to attend to while she's here. It makes sense. Who knows when she'll be back here with everything going on. <clears throat> uh, so... Based on Anna's original account of Amy's disappearance, we're looking for a boarded-up, disused well somewhere on the edge of school property. According to her tape, one day after school in 1993, Anna and Amy decided to go check it out while waiting for their parents to arrive. I would also like to mention that after a bit of digging, I've confirmed that there were an Arthur and Sandra Sterling living in Des Moines during the period in question, but according to official records, they never had any children. A couple divorced in 1994 before leaving the area. After that point, the facts of the story become a little muddled, but based on Anna's memories and our encounter with Amy, it's clear that she wasn't just a false memory. She was somehow erased from her own timeline. And from that point, Anna was able to observe and remember two distinct parallel timelines. One where Amy was never born, and one where Amy still existed. But despite Anna's memories, eventually the timeline without Amy won out. I've also asked Ren to keep an eye out for anything... unusual. They may have seen a vision of this exact same well in the desert last week. Granted, it's possible they were hallucinating at the time, but 
Seeing as Kate forgot about it almost immediately after he mentioned it, Ren may be our best spotter. Despite everything we've learned, this is still our only real clue about how to save Anna. Oh, uh, I think we're ready to move. Mom? Who are you? Shit. I'm a, a friend of the family. Wanted to come say hi. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh, do you, do you know my sister Nancy? I do. Well, uh, I don't know where everyone went, but they should be back soon. That's wonderful. Uh, uh, could I hold your hand? Oh. Uh, well, you seem very sweet, so that's okay. Thank you, Deborah. This can't be the entire field, can it? Sure as hell looks like it, unless Kate gave us the wrong address. God, why did we have to get here on a Sunday? We could at least check the admissions records if the office was open. <sighs> yeah, I'm sure they'd be happy to open those records for a couple of former police officers from a department in Nevada that no longer exists. <sighs> Wait, there's more of it behind the gym. Over here! <sighs> this better be good. It's too damn cold for this. Yeah, yeah. I'm serious. If I'm out here too much longer, I'm gonna lock up. And then your sorry ass is gonna have to carry me back to the van like a cardboard cutout. See anything yet? Nothing. See where that fence starts? That's it. <sighs> you shitting me? Came all the way out here for nothing? You would have been more than welcome to stay at the hotel. I didn't mean out to the school park. Oh, uh, there's a janitor over there. Maybe he knows something. Or he might call the cops on us for trespassing. Oh, come on, everyone. Day isn't over yet. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.
Oh, honey, what's wrong? Nothing. Don't worry. It's just allergies. I remember you, I think. You do? You're my daughter, Anna, aren't you? Oh, I... Oh, it has been a long time. Yes, I'm Anna. My Anna. Oh, tell me, do you have anyone new in your life? No, she... I don't. Oh, well, I don't know why. <sighs> Good. Uh, you had the courage to do what I never could. What do you mean? Hold on. You're not gonna find it. Ren, come back. We're... It isn't here. Can't believe I let you talk me into leaving Oslo. For the recording, the janitor we spoke to had no idea what we were talking about. He's been working at the school for close to 30 years, and according to him... There's never been a well here. Wild fucking goose chase. We know Anna's accounts are true. We, we know that Amy existed at some point, and for her to disappear, the well also has to be real. We just need to keep looking. I think we need to consider the possibility that... It's only a theory, but I think we may be in the wrong timeline to find the well. Oh, come on. I'm serious. We already know that parallel timelines are a factor here, so it's something we need to consider. So, how do we know we're in the right one? Anna initially found the well while she was still in the timeline where Amy existed. Who's to say it exists in the timeline without her? Christ. You sure we haven't just been wasting our time at the wrong school? <sighs> Not a chance. You saw how that janitor's eyes lit up when you mentioned Anna. Shit, you're right. So, the only remaining possibilities are perhaps the well has a mind of its own, or... Or the limitations of space-time will prevent us from finding it. Perfect. What do you mean? Oh, men can be a lot of trouble, you know that? Mom, Deborah, are you saying you, you're jealous of Anna? I mean, of me? I, oh, uh, will Nancy be coming back soon? I'm sure she just stepped out for a minute. Don't worry. Oh, thank you. You know, Nancy was just in here. She was telling me about the, the... The, the selling. Oh no, I, I mean, ah, oh, goodness. I am so sorry, dear. I'm getting so tired. And you only just got here, didn't you? It's been nice to catch up. I can't remember you, but I know you're important. You must be. 
Thank you. I'll send a nurse to check on you. Mom? Mom, what did you say? Do you know my daughter, Kate? I... Yes, I do. Oh, how is she doing? She's very busy with work. But, um... She's happy. Or she's... She's pretty sure she's going to be happy. Oh, I would hope so. She spent so long trying to make others happy. <sighs> well, uh, well, the circled stones and the waters beneath. What did you say? Kate, I remember. Mom? It's time, Kate. It's time for you to remember, too. Anna said you need to remember the well. Addendum, February 9th, 2020, 12.05 a.m., Central Standard Time. We're all staying at Kate's house, which we know is a potential risk if anyone's still looking for us. But we are rather far from Oslo, so... I... I remember Amy. I remember the well. I remember Anna telling me about all of this so many times. How could I forget? How do I remember it now? (laughs) Anna really must have needed me to remember if she was willing to talk to mom to make it happen. It's certainly easier to talk about this now that you remember. And not now, Sam. There's, There's a lot to process from that visit even without that. Anyways, this well y'all were looking for. It's not here, so what do we do? Maybe it can actually move. I'm pretty sure now that I must have seen it in the desert. That might be the case, but... But if so, then the question is, what was it doing out in the desert in the first place? Was it summoned there by someone? Did it choose to be there itself? Well, speaking of my own experience with things in the source... They tend to just show up in places that call to them. Like, intention, I guess. But it takes a a lot of focus. Yep. I suppose it makes sense that it could work the same way on this side. Well, if we can find this well anywhere, apparently, then maybe that's what we need to focus on in order to enter the source at the right point. You know, to find Bill and Rob. You and I have never seen this well. How, how do you expect us to conjure it up if we don't even know what it looks like? Maybe looking for it at all is pointless. Maybe we're supposed to just wait for it to show up. If it'll ever show up. The thing is, 
Anna's book specifically mentioned Amy in the well. It's important, and she made sure I remembered today. But it's not here, and we have unfinished business in Oslo anyway. That's where this all started, right? Maybe we can use that physical proximity to all of that, uh... Supernatural activity? Yes, we can use that to our advantage. And hey, I do remember the well now, however vaguely. So there is a chance it could manifest there around all that power. I think we're on to something. Good for you. Did you make coffee? Nope. Oh, oh my God, Ned. Little Siphon never hurt nobody. (sighs) Please tell me you're not drinking gasoline on my couch. Not with that attitude. When do y'all want to head out? Uh, it's after midnight now. We'll leave as soon as we're all up in the morning. I suppose that's fine. Can I smoke in the backyard? Uh, Sure. Uh, neighbors should be asleep by now. Thank you. Yourself. Do you want to talk about it? Saying your mom? What do I even have to say? Uh, it was good to see her, I think. I'm glad you got to do that. Who knows when? No, you're right. Um, How did you handle your parents' deaths? I mean, I I know you were young, uh, but... I was. And the answer is, at the time, I didn't handle it. I just grew up and got angry. I only really dealt with it after my grandma died too. It took a lot of work and a lot of time, but eventually it just didn't hurt as much, but it never went away. don't have any advice for you, Kate. Grief is a... It's a custom-fed nightmare for everyone. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. I guess we're having the opposite experiences, though, aren't we? I'm nearly 40. I've seen my mom's death coming for years, but I still don't know when. That must be awful, just watching someone you love fade like that. It is. 
I feel helpless and and I can't even be there for her right now. I just hope I don't don't miss it when it happens, you know? I hope there's a chance to say goodbye. I hope you get that too. God, it's hard being human. <laughs> it is. There's not much time left. There never was, not as much as I want. I don't know how much more she's got left or if she'll still be here when this is done. But it was beautiful to remember with her, if only for a moment. loving memory of our friend, Leslie Ann Hoxie. Episode 84, Strange, Subtle Chords. Starring Virginia Spots as Kate Sheridan, Aaron Neely Jaconis as Anna Sheridan, Van Winkle as Sam Bailey, Roberta Jackson as Deborah Sheridan, Ezra J. Wayne as Ned LaRoe, and Sam Taylor as Ren Park. With original music by Jesse Hogan. Written and produced by Virginia Spots with dialogue editing and sound design by Van Winkle. Visit thesheridantapes.com to view additional content, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at SheridanTapes and on Instagram at TheSheridanTapes. I'm Van Winkle. And I'm Virginia. This is Homestead on the Corner. And you're listening to The Sheridan Tapes. When this whole ride is over, when the worst 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.